Have you ever thought about creating your own Oracle card deck? Well, for me, I had this feeling inside for so many years that I really wanted to create a tool for my clients. Thus, the Messenger of Spirit Oracle was born. But it wasn't that easy. I had this idea for years and what was preventing me from doing it was trying to figure out how to actually print the cards and get a design that worked and all of those things. So if that's been something you've been wondering about, then you're in for a treat today. I am going to be talking to you about how to create your Oracle card deck with the person that helped me. So stay tuned. Welcome to Spiritual and Ambitious. I'm your host, Whitney McNeil. I'm a certified medium and spiritual teacher, and I help spiritual and ambitious souls just like you live your life purpose through your career and attract abundance by connecting into your intuition and spirit guides. Let's get spiritual and ambitious. Welcome to the Spiritual and Ambitious Podcast, and I have Anna Frolic today on as our guest. Anna has been an integral part of creating the Messenger of Spirit Oracle card deck. She's an amazing artist, and she's an amazing person. She's going to be helping you today to give you a little insight if you're wanting to create and publish your own Oracle card deck. So Anna Frolic is an intuitive guide, inspirational author, creative entrepreneur, and the founder of Wonderland Publishing. Soon after she embarked on her journey as an intuitive reader and healer a little more than 10 years ago, she felt inspired to merge her creative passions with her intuitive gifts and design her own first Oracle deck, the Magical Heart Healing Cards. It didn't take long until other curious creators wanted to know how she had published her deck, which is how her design and publish your own Oracle deck course was born. Thank you, Anna, for coming onto this podcast today. I think that so many people listening are going to resonate with that story, myself included. After doing so many readings, I thought I really need to get my own deck out there and I, I've got the vision. So thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I feel like we've created magic. For years, I was in this place of kind of sitting with this idea, but the barrier to manifesting my Oracle card deck is I didn't know how to do it. I had also researched and I couldn't find many things out there or I couldn't really find the quality of kind of what I wanted. And then I found you and it all got to happen together. So thank you for putting your work out into the world and guiding intuitives and creators in this process. I think it's so valuable and so important. So I've got a question for you. How did you get started on this journey of creating your own Oracle deck and designing decks for other people? Basically, I got started on my journey as an intuitive about 10 plus years ago. <laughs> I mean, time just flies. And before that, I had had a creative business already. And so it was just very natural for me. Like once I started working with Oracle card decks, I just got inspiration for my own decks. And then I finally did it. And 
I started creating my own. And actually, I think I got started on, on a few, but then there's like this one deck that really flowed. And then I mm. brought that to completion. And yeah, so that's how it all started. And then soon I started getting questions from other intuitives and readers who were curious about potentially designing their own deck and publishing their own deck. And that's how I then created the course. But about three and a half years ago, I started offering it as a service as well. And that really came out of a, a crisis in my business initially. I had been coaching for a while, but I had just really lost the passion for what I was doing. And I was just feeling like I was not on the right path and I, I needed to change something and things were just not flowing. And then um, I just started getting those nudges, like pretty clear internal and also through opportunities that started coming to me very naturally. And I just felt like I wanted to head back in a more creative direction. And then there were a few things that I felt inspired to offer, like designing websites and um, then the Oracle card decks. I mean, that was just the offer that spoke to my audience. And immediately I had so many sales calls booked. And ever since then, I've pretty much been fully booked with oh, yeah. this kind of work. Definitely. I can see mm -hmm. that. And I, I should have asked you that same question a different mm -hmm. way, but you answered it. I was going to say, well, how did it feel? Like, how did you know, like, this is what I'm supposed to do? And this is feeling really good. And it sounds like you got those nudges. And it, I heard you say several times it flowed, like it just flowed. So sometimes like with different projects, you might get an inspiration, and you want to do something, but it just feels like I just can't push it through. So I love that you said this one deck just really flowed. And then this happened. And then spirit kind of met you with all these aligned clients. And it was just kind of like this perfect magical union is what it sounds like. And I do want to ask you because you were saying you got these nudges. How do the nudges come in specifically for you? When I was on this journey, initially, I feel like I just wasn't listening to my deeper inner knowing. And I felt that something was off in my business for a pretty long time. And I was really resisting, you know, moving forward in a different direction and letting go of what wasn't working. But then it kind of started shifting. As soon as I started allowing more and opening up to new possibilities, I really started attracting those little opportunities that came my way. And I just really felt the joy and the excitement. And, and that's when things just flow. I think it's definitely the case for me, but I think it's probably the same for everyone. Mm. So when we're just in that space of allowing and non-resistance and allowing what we're already feeling deep inside, I think it's always already there in a lot of ways. But I think it's really a matter of listening to what we feel in our bodies too. I feel that's really important. Not just, you know, I mean, sometimes it can be a sense of excitement that's more like up here, maybe in my head or spiritual and maybe not ready to ground yet, but that I could really feel so tangibly physically as well. And yes, this is ready. Like now yeah, is the time. It's kind of like, it just has to come out of me. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's here. Well, before we got on this podcast to record, we pulled some cards out of the Oracle card deck. And so the first card is the higher self. 
your life purpose is calling. And it really sounds like what you've been doing as part of your purpose. And you've talked about your body. And so we also got the root chakra ground into the earth and be present in your body. And then you've been saying flow a lot. And we have the water card, allow it to flow and let that shit go. <laughs> so I think that's so nice. And you were getting rid of things like I'm letting it go. I'm, I'm letting it go. Do you feel though that this is part of your purpose or what do you feel your purpose is? That is a really big question and usually a diff- it? difficult one for me to answer because <laughs> I'm, you know, one of those really multi-passionate people. There are so many things I'm interested in and I always feel like I need something new to explore as well. So whatever allows me to learn and grow to my next level, that is usually where I feel inspired to put my energy. But there are definitely some elements that I've seen that have been pretty consistent on my journey. So the creative aspect is always important to me. And then definitely always having that spiritual aspect as well. And so with what I'm doing right now with the publishing and creative work for, I mean, Oracle Cart decks and other things too, it's just perfect at this time. And I think on a higher level, I mean, we could go to the more spiritual plane. I feel like I'm I'm here to bring the joy and, and the light yeah. and also help other creators channel their ideas into reality, like in a very physical way. So that's something I see a lot when clients come to me. They're like, I've been wanting to create this deck for so long and it's just not happening. I need help. And then we come together and it just, you know, it just happens. And Yes. Then it, I, I do love mm-hmm. how you're able to take mm-hmm. that big concept and put it into real world actionable items. That is definitely, I feel a superpower you have because I love working with you because I can tell you and you can just kind of tune into the energy and then make it look the way it looked in my head. <laughs> or, you know, you could tune into that vibe. And I also really appreciate the detail that you are able to use too. So just with coordinating certain aspects of things with shipping or with fulfillment, I mean, you're so good at really grounding into those details too to help creators like me really want to, you know, take their vision and put it to life. So I do want to ask you for everyone listening, who's really interested, or they've been thinking about, gosh, I really want to, you know, get this deck out to the world. What are some important things to consider before starting to create an Oracle deck? Okay, so the first thing that comes to mind, and that is something I see over and over again is find a printer early on in the process, like really decide what you're going to create, not just, you know, in terms of what kind of artwork, but what is the deck going to look like physically and what printer can help me create that, like bring that vision into reality and then get the right templates, like before you start designing the deck, because if you do that later in the process, and so many people do that, then you have to kind of do it all over again once you find a printer. And so it just saves a lot of time in the process. So I think that's that's a really important one. Yeah, I think another thing that's coming through is re- like really considering what are your strengths and 
like what do you feel comfortable doing on your own in this process and where do you need support? So of course it depends a little bit on where you're at in your business as well. And I think that's an important part to consider as well. Like what are your goals with your deck and like, how do you want to use it in your business? But if you have a good foundation and, you know, if you see yourself going big with this deck, I think it definitely makes sense to get the help where you need it to, so that you can really be in your zone of genius and make everything else a lot more effortless and and just create higher quality as well. So I think those are some of the big things. Definitely where you can receive support. For me, I didn't, because I had a lack of, let's say, knowledge around this years ago, I didn't feel like there was a whole lot out there. I didn't even know where to start. I would try to paint my own deck and then I would take pictures and I was like, this is not going to (laughs) work. So it was more of a, I really need support in that place of that creativity and that art because I've got it in my head, but it's just not coming out of me. And I also, that tangible piece of getting things into alignment of the printing and the dimensions and the shipping and how all this works. So I think that's so helpful for everybody to start thinking about ahead of time. And could you give like an overview of what the process of creating a deck kind of looks like for everyone listening? Okay, so the first thing, I think the vision in the beginning is really important, like really getting clear early on on what you want to create. So the art, the style of the art, but also what you want your deck to look like. Are you going to include a booklet? Like how many cards? What is the box going to look like? And so on. And so I think that's a really important part. And that's just going to make everything else a lot easier. So once you have a clear vision, you know what you're going to do and you're going to go ahead and create it. And Then the next step, as I said, would definitely be deciding on a printer. I would say that would be like the very next thing and just exploring, you know, what kind of printer can help you create exactly what you need. And then designing the deck, either, you know, if you're a designer, an artist, you can do it yourself. If not, then maybe find somebody who can help you do that. And also, I guess, creating the writing if you're including a booklet. And if you need any help editing, then I mean, that can be an important part as well. And then once it's done, I mean, usually there's like a proofing process that I go through with my clients just to make sure that everything is going to look exactly the way it's supposed to once it's printed. And then we submit the deck to the printer. And then (laughs) after that, it's just a lot of logistics, like monitoring the production process and then finally the decks are done and deciding where you know where you're going to store them are you going to have them all at your place are you going to do your own shipping or are you going to use a fulfillment company that can store the decks and ship them for you which a lot of my clients do because doing the shipping yourself can be very time consuming and also yes. a lot of people don't have the space at home for a larger quantity of decks. And after that, putting it out there, that's a whole other process. And that's like the long-term commitment after that, which I feel is also is really important. 
and sometimes a challenging one for those of us who love to create, but maybe sometimes may not be so passionate about just <laughs> yes. showing up and, and actually sharing the work. Absolutely. You know, I didn't realize mm-hmm. how many steps were involved in this process until we started working together. I'm so happy that you are my mm-hmm. guide for this. It's like writing all the book stuff. And then there's, you know, the beginning of the book and the end of the book. And then there's the cover of the book and what you're going to say and the colors. <laughs> and then, of course, the cards. And it's, you know, what are you saying on the cards? What are the back of the cards look like? And the colors. And that was a really fun process. But also it was kind of interesting where sometimes I would get stuck on a card and I'm like, I don't know, it's just not flowing. So then I'd move on to a different card. But then you're right. Once you get them done, then it's a different whole process too of selling the cards and you need sales tags and all the things. So I'm so happy that you offer this service to help people going through this process. So I do want to ask you some more questions when we come back right after this quick break, all about where to get your decks printed or the best way to do that and some other great things that I want to share with our listeners. So we'll be back right after this quick break. As a professional psychic medium, I've done tens of thousands of readings, but I felt a call to move more fully into teaching intuition, but I still get so many requests about doing readings. So while I don't do readings anymore, I have brought in some very trusted colleagues who are now available for live one-hour readings on Zoom. If you would like to book your psychic medium reading, go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash appointments to see our available readers and schedule your Zoom reading today. All right. Thanks for hanging in there. We are here with Anna Frolic talking about how to create your Oracle card deck And she's been giving us a lot of insight on what the process looks like. And now I want to ask you, Anna, what's the best way to get an Oracle card deck printed? This was definitely something I struggled with when I was trying to do it all on my own. Could you enlighten us with this? Okay, yeah. So printing is definitely a question that I think is challenging for a lot of people. But basically, there are two ways you can get your deck printed. And one that a lot of people choose in the very beginning would be print-on-demand. So there are some print-on-demand services that you can use, but I typically recommend them only for prototypes or when you're just getting started. So, you know, it's easy to just get one deck printed in the beginning to kind of get a feel for what it looks like and, you know, what you might want to tweak. But once you're ready to go bigger, it actually... In my opinion, it makes more sense to get them printed in bulk. And so usually the minimum order quantity is 500 decks, but then you just get a lot, you know, you get better pricing, like a lot better. And especially if you want to later go to a distributor and get your decks into retail stores, then you need to have that profit margin for that to be profitable and make sense for everyone, including you and the distributor and the retailers. So that would basically be the the two options. Yeah, that's good to know Mm -hmm. some of the benefits 
because sometimes people will mm. want to know, you know, how how much does this cost or or that or do I need to have inventory? And for us, you know, for our company, we decided to just get them printed all in a certain amount and then we'll send it to the fulfillment center so that we have that and investing up front, knowing that we're going to sell them later. I do know some people who will do some print on demand, but what I've found is just, I really love the quality of the printing services up front, which is just, you know, really great. So I was Mm. really happy with our printer and, and that choice too. So thank you for that. Another question, how can publishing an Oracle card deck benefit intuitive and spiritual entrepreneurs in their business? That's a great one. That is a really great question because the obvious thing in the beginning is like, you know, you can sell the deck, right? But it's really not the only thing. And I think it also applies to any other product that you might want to sell in your business, whether it's books or courses. So, you know, it's a really beautiful way to share your work with the world or kind of create a an introduction or an entry point for people to get to know your work. And you can use it in your marketing. Oracle card decks are quite unique in that way because they're very visual. So you can share the cards on Instagram or on social media. You can do readings if you want to. You can share readings on YouTube or anywhere on social media. And so it's a way to promote the cards, but also other services that you offer. So I think that's really a good way to look at it. It's not just the product itself, but also how you can combine it with other offers and use it in your marketing to help grow your business. This is the first time I've ever gotten into selling a product. So it was totally new for me. But so many people were asking me, do you have a book? Do you have an Oracle card deck? You know, what is it? And I feel like sometimes for people, it can add a bit of credibility to what they do as well, because they've actually taken the time and investment in creating something that they know can really be helpful for others. I also feel like it's such a great tool to offer your clients but also it's so fun to see your creations come to life. And added benefit that you don't think about is, you know, every day I pull these cards and I have them right here when I go to my office, which is my home office in front of my computer. And I get really inspired because it's a physical representation of, you know, what we've created. So it's this nice little reminder that it's there too. And I definitely feel like this is a great product for people to start to get to know you and your style. And then they might start wondering, you know, well, what else do you offer? Do you offer courses? Do you offer coaching? Like what's going on here? So absolutely. It's so great. And I think sometimes physical products can be easier to sell because it's right there in front of you. And it's this tangible thing. If if somebody doesn't know who you are. It's like, oh, I can see the product. And then they start becoming really curious too. So thank you for that. And I also was like, oh, unexpected benefit. It gives me more inspiration in my business. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, it it is. It's a physical reminder of, oh yeah, I'm loving what I'm doing. And I have this manifested right here. It also kind of gives you confidence as an entrepreneur too. Like, look what has 
happened. Yeah, I manifested this. I my creations come to life and I opened up to the universe to receive support, not only from your spirit guides, but also from people that are helping me in this process, like you, Anna. So it's like, oh yes, I can receive support. And so many times I'll see spiritual entrepreneurs have a receiving block or an abundance block, or you know, they think they can do it all themselves. And in fact, opening up for the possibilities of others really can create wonderful things. So I do want to ask you, Anna, how does being a spiritual person and since you're a business owner, having ambition, how does that show up for you in your business? Since you're on the Spiritual and Ambitious podcast, I love to ask you this question. Okay, that has been a long journey for me. (laughs) It's like, how do I answer that? (laughs) I've always been a pretty ambitious person ever since I can remember, even as a child, I was always, you know, kind of a go-getter and, and, you know, striving for perfection. And so actually, in a lot of ways, my journey has been letting go of that amount of perfectionism and really allowing myself to surrender to my natural flow more and not be so focused on achievement, but more on the joy of creating and the fulfillment of being an entrepreneur and, you know, whatever else that means and what that opens up in my life and how it allows me to support others on their journeys as well. And that really started coming once I started embarking on a more spiritual journey. So that's what it's been all about in a lot of ways. And I think in the last few years, I've kind of integrated both of these aspects a little bit more, you know, you do need a certain amount of masculine energy and an ambition in business to succeed and to grow. But at the same time, I'm always open and surrendered to the process and, and really just also committed to the joy of that and and creating happiness for myself and others. So that's Mm. how I see it. I like that. And I, I like the spiritual and ambitious together because it does feel like the receiving and that feminine energy and then also combining it with that masculine energy to have this balance of what you're doing. But I do want to ask you, do you feel like following your intuition in business is hard or was it hard for you at one point? It's usually been pretty easy for me. I do remember even when I got started with my very first business about 13 years ago, I was really listening to my intuition. I mean, for the longest time, I wanted to start my own thing. And then I finally went ahead and did it. And I just took the leap and I didn't necessarily know what I was doing, but I just knew that it was the right thing for me to do. And and then I just took one step at a time and it just unfolded really naturally and effortlessly. And so I'd say whenever I gave myself permission to follow my heart and just do what brings me joy, I've always been very guided by my intuition and I wasn't really doubting myself too much. But there was a time in my business, and I mentioned this earlier, before I started offering the services for the Oracle Cart decks, I was kind of stuck and a coaching business that was just not resonating with me anymore. It was just not working. I've totally gone off track. And there was definitely a time when I was not listening and I was not trusting. And I was really confused about my direction because I wasn't really enough in my body to 
I could feel it like something was off, but I, I wasn't really trusting it or I was just stuck in fear. And, you know, if I let this go, what's going to happen after that? And mm-hmm. once I released that resistance and surrendered to the possibility of just doing something completely different, then that totally resolved itself. And ever since then, it's been it's been easy and effortless again. But it was a bit of a process to learn to trust myself again in that way. Oh, thank you for sharing that. So many people are going through pivots right now. And whether it's a pivot of I want to add a new product like an Oracle card deck to my business, or I want to shift completely in my business, I feel that they need to hear that message of just release and let go. And, you know, I've had many pivots in my business and I feel like I'm coming up against a new one. And do you hear me say against almost like I'm resisting? So I keep getting these messages, let go and release and relax. So it's so interesting because I'm like, oh, you're familiar pivots. I know that it's coming with your intuition. You know, we don't ever know what it's going to look like. We just have to follow those breadcrumbs. And it's so nice that you've opened up to that flow. And if you're out there listening, thinking, oh my gosh, I know I'm coming up against a resistance. Just take a step back is what helps me and just allow. Sometimes we push through and I can tell when I'm going through the motions of something versus what I feel really excited and inspired of. And I think we question, will spirit really take care of me if I completely do this? (laughs) And the answer is yes, as long as you're following your intuition, that's what feels really in alignment with me. So Anna, you've got a course and I know that you're giving everyone a free gift that we're going to link to in the show notes all about creating and publishing your deck. It's a free workbook. Can you share with us a little bit about the workbook and the difference between your course and working with you and what that might look like? Okay, so the workbook is just an introduction to creating your own Oracle card deck. So if you don't know where to get started, it's really going to give you a good overview of the most important things to consider and where to get started and some helpful tips to, yeah, get you started on this process. And then the course would just go much more in depth. So if you need more support and if you really want all the information and how to do it and all of that, then you'll find that in the course. And so working with me privately would just give you a much higher level of support. And I would basically walk you through the entire process, do all the project management, help you publish the deck and and coordinate everything with the designers, help you find an artist if you need that. And I also still do the editing myself at this point. So I would work with you on the content for the book and and the cards and just make sure it's all professionally edited and then just basically do it all from start to finish until you have your finished deck. Yes. And thank you. (laughs) I'm like, thank you for that service. I really appreciate that. So you can find Anna over at wonderlandpublishing.net. And also, I'm going to be sharing all of these links in the show notes. So her free workbook, 
her course, and more info of how to find Anna over at wonderlandpublishing.net. You can find the freebie there, but I'm going to link to it so you don't have to worry about it right now. Just click on the link and scroll down from wherever you're listening to this episode. So Anna, the last thing I want to ask you, is there anything else that you feel like maybe from spirit or from your own self that you feel needs to come out today that you might want to share with our listeners? Okay, what's coming through immediately is you have an important message to share. So whoever needs to hear this, don't doubt yourself and really allow yourself to put yourself out there in whatever way inspires you, whether it's through creating an Oracle card deck or a book or anything else that you're feeling inspired to create. But don't doubt the importance of your message. Ah, that's so beautiful. Well, thank you, Anna, so much for sharing your wisdom. I know this is going to help so many people who have been wondering, how do I do this? So we really appreciate you being here today. All right. That's been another episode of the Spiritual and Ambitious Podcast. I will be back next week with a brand new one. But until then, here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you loved it, would you please share it with a friend? I would also love your review and a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find me at messengerspirit.com and you can take the four intuitive languages quiz and find show notes there too. If you want to connect on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you can find me at messenger of spirit. If you want to continue the conversation, join my free Facebook group at messengerofspirit.com forward slash group. I'll meet you right here next week. Here's to stand spiritual and ambitious. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.